Welcome to a new episode of Cyber Profist. This is a podcast made for you and for you only to better prepare for the future and to know what are the current trends in technology. This, I am Edgar Regalado, and I am here with my co-host, Federico. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for this new opportunity that to talk more about technology. Today, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic, a very trendy one, blockchain. And for that, we have contacted a very smart guy. He's a developer and a tech entrepreneur. He has worked in several startups, and he's currently doing a PhD in Innopolis, the Russian Silicon Valley. He's also a YouTube star with more than 34,000 followers. Make sure to follow him on YouTube as well. And he also has courses in Udemy where he is teaching about several subjects. Allow me to introduce you to Hamza Salem. Thank you, guys. Thank you for this uh, like amazing introduction. So, yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you for hosting me here. And um, let's let's hope that I will I will add some value for 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 this episode. Thank you very much, Hansa, for accepting our invitation. And as I mentioned during the introduction, like you are a superstar, Hamza, and I'm very impressed by all your career, your experience. I have seen your LinkedIn as well and your website. So, but I would like to hear it from you. Like, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your experience? Mm-hmm. So my name is Hamza Salem. I'm from Jordan, um, yeah, a country in in in, um, in 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 the Middle East. So I started after I graduated in 2014. I started as a developer in in a company, a regular developer with a regular company working with the government. After that, I I start um, I start with with the online, let's say, uh, career. So I, I was thinking that. As a developer, you are not only a developer for a company or a developer for yourself. And this is what's amazing about uh, our job. So we can create stuff. So I already created several apps in, in, in uh, uh, let's say, a small period with this company. So I thought that, okay, maybe I, uh, I should start creating my own stuff. And this is why I started my channel in, in YouTube to teach the people how to uh, in the beginning, it was only sharing my journey. So I started learning one one of the um, cross platform called Ionic, and I started the community called Ionic in Arabic. And I was just adding tutorials that the stuff that I I, I was learning li- literally. So I'm I'm not an expert. So I was just learn and try to teach the the people what I learn. Uh, from this. The journey uh, become more excited, and I, I start, um, let's say, adding more projects, challenging myself, creating my own challenges, start selling some uh, apps online. And after it, uh, 2017, I quit my job and I left and I started my own stuff. Uh, I can call I can call it company, but I was working with only two employees, so I was I hired two two guys and start working on our own projects. And from that, I I I I, I was trying to collect a lot of experience in in minimum short of time. So I have web application, mobile application, blockchain, backend, frontend, ERB system. So, so my, my journey was 
thinking about how as a developer you can know a lot of stuff like it's there is no like a special thing that i have to focus on it because i was hearing like you have to be a specialist in only this to get more money but it seems that if you want to create a product you have to learn everything and this is my journey i'm trying to learn everything i'm trying to also teach so in, in youtube i started with 100 subscriber after like four nice. years i got 500 and in one year i got 35000 so oh, wow. it seems, wow. yeah it seems it seems that the the recipe for youtube is, is just you need to believe that you can you can you can just make content and one way if your content is good people will follow it doesn't matter one year two year three year and i was doing it because it's fun for me Yes. And I'm really happy that you already spoke about this important topic about blockchain. How did you get motivated? Because let's say when I hear the word blockchain, the first thing that comes to my mind is Bitcoin or Ethereum. But I know that it's way, way more than that. But yeah, how did you get into that? Yeah. So I remember that in 2000, maybe 2018 or 17, one of my friends told me that how much you have money in PayPal? I told him like $51. And he said, what do you think me and you to buy together one Bitcoin? And I said, no, man, I don't believe in this stuff, like cryptocurrency, you know, that this like stuff for the deep web. I, I don't believe in this. I, I didn't read anything about technology in general. I was only cryptocurrency hearing some stuff about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So... I regret that, first of all. I regret that I didn't. Well, <laughs> I, I don't remember where is the $51 now. But in general, in 2018, I remember that we have a vacation, uh, like uh, three days vacation. And I thought like, you know, maybe I should read something about this thing, Bitcoin or Ethereum. Because Ethereum was in in. in um in the rise and bitcoin in 2018 yes. it, like it, it was the the rise of the bitcoin and the blockchain in general so i remember that i started read in the beginning of the vacation and i finished in the end of the vacation after three days so it, it was like a three days crash course i read everything about ethereum uh, online wow. and i was like oh my god this thing is real and yeah i believe that this 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 technology will will solve something but it will not solve everything and i believe in, in that time i believe that okay maybe i should create some content about it and i created a crash course not a crash course let's say it's a video like how to start with decentralized application using ethereum and smart contract and i started with this i started with creating some stuff online and from that i i start to be interested i i i I got a lot of questions and now I have to reply to these questions. So I have to educate myself <laughs> more and more. So it became, it became like this. And after a while I said, okay, maybe I should create something um, to save my knowledge in this. And I created my first course in 2019 for entrepreneurs, blockchain for entrepreneurs. And nice. um, yeah, it's in, in Arabic, it's not in English, because in English, you have a lot of people already created this. So I, I tried to create something for my people. So after after that, it, it became for me that, okay, maybe I should also create something for developers. And after it, I created the second course uh, for developers. 
uh, how mm -hmm. to do uh, how to develop decentralized application so my my involvement with this technology is mainly for for the technology side not the cryptocurrency i still didn't buy any cryptocurrency i will not buy and <laughs> uh, yeah just just the blockchain part is interesting it is very interesting and especially because now you are creating content and even educating your people i would like to know now hamza if you are developing any projects in blockchain let's say any decentralized application that you have or any personal project mm -hmm. so yes technically now we have um, i have several projects with several companies um so in in blockchain to create a decentralized application you will deal with um library called web3 and web3 is a is a is a bridge between blockchain application and web application so most of my project is related to creating a smart contract creating the connection between it and creating a web application that um, will 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 work with this uh, decentralized application most of the decentralized application is something for startups icos um, people who already started with a company and they have an idea to create a decentralized application and mm -hmm. yeah I'm, i'm creating this for them and we have also some corporate specific projects also related to maybe like all, all the things some smart contract um, doing some review for the code um, propose some architecture for a system it's uh, for, for for example you cannot connect your front end directly to the blockchain like there mm -hmm. is several stuff that you need to build it in the architecture so these stuff that okay. let's say that this is the skills that now we we I'm, i'm i'm dealing with it as a as a let's say blockchain engineer and how do you well you already told us that in the startups is where you see that many people are getting involved in blockchain but how do you perceive in general the let's say the acceptance of blockchain but not only from the startup perspective but in general from even from the corporate world I know that some companies have some, let's say, cloud services that are offering you, let's say, blockchain services, but I'm not completely sure about it. Yeah. So in, in, in general, the corporate, uh, for, for let, let's talk about ICOs. For ICOs or mm -hmm. for the startups, most of the companies, uh, let's have the previous case. So we have IPO and we have ICO. In IPO, mm -hmm. it's an initial public offering. So today you yes. are selling your stocks to a companies uh, to to people that willing to invest with with you the ico is reversing the the case so the ico is that you are creating the the let's say the stocks or the tokens before like you're not you're you're not even have a company you're not you you have an idea so it's like a crowdfunding application you're you're creating a token to people to to buy and To be honest, this is also a tricky way also to, to have scams because we have a lot of ICOs are scams. So startups now trying to create something like that. It's an easy way to get fund. Blockchain, if you, blockchain now is like a salt. You can throw it in anything and it will, okay, now it's a $1 billion company. <laughs> That's it in the startup. And it's entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs love this. They love to put blockchain in a social network application, but this application don't need any blockchain component. Why are saying that we will do this in, in blockchain? This is a problem mm -hmm. also for startups. For example, to be honest, 
I evaluate any startup that I will work with it because I don't want to put my name in uh, in like a scam or a failing, even if I'm, I'm creating this product for money because I'm also a, like a hired uh, developer for, for this. Yeah. For, for corporates, uh, IBM, they have several solutions, but um, the problem with, with the corporate and the decentralization is interesting because they have a blockchain they have a blockchain architecture that is exists on a server. And this is the problem. So the problem yes. with the blockchain in general, we're we are saying that we are decentralized. You're decentralized, but in a centralized environment. So for corporate, ah. it seems that it seems that they're they're having the part of the block blockchain, the part of the verification, the data cannot be hacked, but it's still centralized. You got it. So mm-hmm. it seems that yes. it seems that the corporate taking apart from the blockchain, but they're not taking everything. So this is this is also debate for the decentralization. Is it is it decentralized? Do you need decentralization or do you need the verification part from the blockchain? So every company look to the part that they want to use, and they are trying to apply it and saying that this is the part that everyone will will get benefit from blockchain. Yes. So um, now that we have come into the topic of the kind of applications that can be developed using blockchain, uh, for sure, everyone knows about the cryptocurrencies, and that is probably the most common kind of application. Then you mentioned now, Hamza, that there there is these ICOs, these crowdfunding platforms that are also based on, on cryptocurrencies. And what any other kind of applications can we see currently being developed in mm-hmm. blockchain? So, um, also I'm teaching this topic in the university for the fourth-year students. Uh, last last lab we had this question that this is is blockchain applications will replace everything. My answer is no. It's not mm. a use case that can be applied for everything. It can be applied in specific okay. places. I will give you my my point of view. So blockchain yes. is providing um, a ledger to save transactions and this ledger cannot be hacked. Okay, agree on this. So what we can save in this ledger to have it as a, as a, um, as a legit system? Uh, today, if you want to go to a coffee shop and you want to pay with Visa, the process will take I don't know, three seconds, 10 seconds. And after it, you will get the bill yes. and you will leave. You will pay. The blockchain, Ethereum, mm-hmm. it will take 10 minutes. Imagine that everyone will oh, go to wow. pay in Ethereum or a Bitcoin. It will stay on, on the cash for 10 minutes just to make sure that the payment is done. So it seems that this is not the way that we will use cryptocurrencies or payment or blockchain. It's not an instant translation uh, mm-hmm. transition. For for the for the for the uh, for for the the word for the transaction, so the transaction, transaction is not instant in blockchain or let's say in some platform for blockchain. So where we can use this? My example is for for example, real estate, real estate mm-hmm. uh, application. In real estate, you can you can make a. Um, uh, let's say uh, owner transfer between an owner and an owner for a, a property using a blockchain. It will take 10 minutes. Okay, no problem. 
because it's a, it's like a big a, a huge amount of money and this is what kind of yeah. in government it will take days to transfer ownership if you will make it 10 yes. minutes it's amazing and you can uh, talk also about the driver uh, cars vehicles like if you want to sell a car you will go and you will go with the the guy that you will uh, like you will buy the car and you will sign papers imagine that you will do it throw a qr code and it will done by 10 minutes makes sense so i believe that blockchain have some use cases and this is what what the use cases can be done but also based on the government based on which is the um, um the institution that will will um apply this mm, and i'm wondering something because as you said it's quite a slow do you think there is any technology that can make it faster in the future right now we are hearing that for example microsoft is releasing their quantum servers and there are others from amazon do you think these technologies can help us to make the transactions faster or it's just going to take ages to have a better processing system from the blockchain side i don't believe that we can we can exceed the the other system the other system is mm -hmm. not working with a central uh, with decentralized system in decentralized system you have to go through all the nodes to verify something so you have you, there is a longer process there is a longer process to go and verify this transaction but from the other side if we can think about as a uh, like as a visa stand uh, like the, the 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 visa guys of course they can improve this based on what kind of transaction that where they are doing if they can pro like they can propose some system that can do that also in the blockchain there is some um, there is some let's say improvement for the blockchain for example we have the lightning network the sharding there is some concept that implies that okay we can make it faster but it seems that will not go with visa like it's it will not have this uh, challenge between centralized system and decentralized system uh, decentralized system have a use case and i don't believe for at least for now it's for like instant cash or replacement for everything replacement for all the payment stuff no maybe it's for huge payment yeah maybe I think Hamza that now we have gone very deep into the topics and the applications of uh, blockchain and decentralized applications. However, mm -hmm. uh, it will be very important to actually clarify for our audience what do these concepts mean. So my question sounds like this. How will you explain blockchain, the term blockchain, to a non-tech savvy person, mm -hmm. someone who has never coded, let's say? Yeah. So, uh, to understand blockchain, you need to understand one concept from accounting. Mm -hmm. so today, when you open your mobile application for a bank, and you will see your balance, this balance is not a number in the database. This is, there is no number in the database called, like, you have $3,000. There is no number like this. This number is calculated okay. by something called the ledger. And the ledger is 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 a, like a, a database have some transactions, and this transaction is like 
you have initial balance it was zero and you got your salary is five thousand you lost uh, or you paid one thousand here you were in a so all this it, it will be measured by seconds and it will give you the last number mm -hmm. blockchain is something like this but the ledger in the blockchain cannot be edited there is no way to edit this and algorithms is saving this kind of uh, like uh, the, the the consistency for for this ledger so blockchain is a huge ledger distributed in several nodes and there is an algorithm protect this ledger so this is the simplest thing that you think about blockchain at, at least maybe from the standpoint of bitcoin because this is like the first blockchain application was like a working prototype yes. was bitcoin and bitcoin is some is is like this it's a chain of blocks and each block have a part of this ledger and this ledger have some information and if you want to count uh, balances for this you just go and find all the transactions that have your name and it will give you final number you have this number as a balance and in your uh, you guys <laughs> yeah and in your belief do you think that the current situation the pandemic has expanded the usage of blockchain or the promotion that other people would like to use it as you know there are some people that use it not exactly in the best in their best in our best interest but do you think there has been any significant change i believe i believe that not not the blockchain but the e-money like the payment electronic money let's call it because blockchain is the first paper is called electronic money so it's it's like a peer-to-peer -peer electronic money mm -hmm. because imagine that you have a, a paper uh, like a one dollar and a person who have covid who touched this do you want this mm -hmm. dollar you will you will burn it like and, yeah imagine imagine this case so i will now everyone will take a money and like oh my god maybe someone who touched it but this is money if if we think about it yeah it should change it should make everyone think about why we are not using electronic money? Why we are why we are still have this stuff from three thousand years ago? Like people use the same thing. Like we should think about what's the next. And when you talk about electronic money, cryptocurrency is in mm -hmm. the top of the, the list. So I believe, yeah, in COVID everything will change, but um, physical interaction. Uh, not just physical interaction, physical stuff that you need to touch. It seems that yes. now it's different. And now that we're talking about the current situation in the world and the COVID, uh, maybe you saw the news, uh, Hamza. Like quite recently, there was a big investment made by Elon Musk in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that this is going to improve the usage of Bitcoin? of cryptocurrencies or of bitcoin in the future or it will somehow empower yeah. the usage yeah. and the acceptance for, for that you know that he pulled out the uh, he pulled out the investment now it's he, he he invests like i don't know how many but now he pulled it and now it's only 100 million or something but he pulled it like now it's only 10 percent. but the funny is now elon musk twitter is is the um, I don't know, like it's a mystic Mac now. It's if you want to know the future, go to Elon Musk and see, oh, he's talking about Dogecoin, let's buy Dogecoin. Now Elon Musk is playing with everyone and he, he's a smart guy. He's also like he looked like he, he he's trying to make himself 
as a person that he don't care, but he's he's he care and he he's doing some stuff that he want to make sure that you know you can control the market with a one tweet from this man. Um, I believe that yeah, Bitcoin will not disappear. I remember that when when it reached twenty thousand in the end of. Uh, 2018, 2019 in the beginning, and now back to 3,000. Now it's 50-something. And if you think about it, in one month, it was 40, 30, 50. Yes. In one month, imagine that you, you're buying something and this thing is going. It's a huge risk investment. Definitely. And I don't, to be honest, if you have money and you want to throw it in, in, in whatever, yeah, go and buy a cryptocurrency. But I don't believe that this 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 stuff will will stay. You don't know. Today is fifty thousand. Maybe tomorrow it will be two hundred thousand. So the people who now buying and will 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 sell their coin at two hundred thousand, these guys are winners. But also maybe after one month it will become one thousand. And now the same guys are losers. Uh, it's a high risk investment, so I don't. At least for me, I don't. I'm, I will not do it. <laughs> I will invest in the technology itself by learning and educating people only. Yeah, I believe it's a quite tricky topic, and maybe the main reason why the banks are even trying to avoid this kind of money, or let's call it e-money. Yeah. Or do you think that they have a different reason why the banks are? going away because i i believe with what you're saying yeah for for banks you know that banks they have their own coin called ripple and ripple is the third like it was the third actually now i don't know maybe seventh or ninth it's a protocol that they created and they said okay if you are using this technology to create money we will create our own money and now we will trans do transaction between each other using your technology using ripple and uh, you can go to Coimark Cab and see Ripple, how it's doing. And uh, th- I don't know. I feel like these guys are, uh, these guys are like the Google guys that they said, okay, Facebook have like social network. Let's create Google Plus and let's force our employee to create Google Plus. Yeah. But this is not the way. Like Ripple now, is the, they're trying to create something that people create this thing to destroy banks. And you're creating another yes. thing from this and trying to, to promote it, you will not promote it. You create any system and the people will deal with bank, they will deal with it. It's a blockchain or no blockchain. So I believe banks understand what's what's happening now and they're trying to jump on it or at least reduce the the, the momentum from a cryptocurrency. I believe that cryptocurrency yes. will remain, but it will still like the um, the thing that you still work with it and still doing all the stuff it will be like the other currencies it will stay and people will still believe in it and but there is still other currencies and there is a cryptocurrency i believe this this will stick for us there is no replacement so banks will stay everyone will stay but this is money and this is money yeah Exactly. And now, Hamza, um, we have spoken about the application, the current situations, and a little bit about the introduction to the concepts. 
I will mm -hmm. now uh, focalize on the concepts and I would like you to explain to our audience what is a distributed app and what is the difference with a normal app? Mm -hmm. So the beginning of the internet, the internet was a distributed decentralized system. So in the beginning of the internet, people have a website and this website, you will put it on your PC and you will put your address and people will enter to this uh, address and see the website. It's literally like a Word file you put it on, on your computer and people visit this. And when you turn off the, your computer, this thing will disappear. And after it, a guy yes. figured it out and he said like, okay, why should I put this and when my computer go down and I will, I will, I will try to, let's make it 24, 24 hours. And he collected a lot of websites and put it in a, a computer and this computer will work for 24 hours. And this is how servers as a as a one like unit that collects all these websites and this is the internet model now it's a server and yes users will enter to the server distributed system we have this concept peer-to-peer -peer. and the mm, let's call it the leader or uh, the pioneer with this is torrent I think everyone knows Torrent. So Torrent is, is yes. a protocol. And this protocol is allowing me to download from your computer through this protocol. And there's no server. I'm downloading from your computer and another three or four yeah. other computers. This is the peer-to-peer -peer internet. And decentralized system is something that you will not rely on one server. Server down the system will stay uh, like uh, 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 working. So yeah, maybe this is like the best example for, for that. Thank you very much. We can um, hear you, Federico. Yes, sorry. I, I, sometimes the, I, I have issues when I do click in the mute. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can tell us well, a little bit more about when the people are trying to hack the the blockchains, mm -hmm. because this is something that I know that you have something about the fifty-one percent, but I I have never been clear if the fifty-one percent means the mm -hmm. the the power or the computers that you have distributed in the network. Mm -hmm. So when you participate in any blockchain, Bitcoin or Ethereum, you're a node, and when you're a node, you have all the blockchain on your device. So today, if you can access the database inside your device, you mean that you access the blockchain, right? The problem with this, you have one node and imagine that you have 1 million node. So how to convince the other people that this transaction that you created and this is wrong transaction, how to convince the others this is a good transaction? You have to have the power to make all these people do this transaction for you. And this is how 51, uh, uh, like 51% attack is, 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 let's say, working. So you have the power, you have the power to edit or saying that this transaction is correct. It's not about the, how much you computing you have. You have one node, like you have this node, whatever is the computing power, it's about the permission that you can create this transaction. So 
in your node you can create a fault transaction but the blockchain will uh, the, the algorithm will come and see that okay most of these guys saying that this transaction is not correct so it will delete so this is this is the the, the part of the 51 uh, percent what you will do and actually i will recommend that the people to watch a show called silicon valley and they have mm -hmm. it in in the um, in the fifth season they have this part like the 51 attack and it's called it's it's it, they're talking about how the 51 attack will change not the transaction only will change the rules of the blockchain so you can also disconnect other people so the 51 attack it seems that it will not, never happen uh, at least for the bitcoin because now you have a huge number of nodes and if you want to compete with this you have to have like a huge amount of resources and it seems that it will never happen uh, in Ethereum, I will not say it's happened, but there is a case that there are some mistakes happen and the mm -hmm. owner of Ethereum's, yeah, and now we have two Ethereum. We have Ethereum and Ethereum Classic because of that, actually. Uh, okay. Yeah, and it, what, what's happened, actually, there is a website. That they have, like, uh, someone pirated the, the information there and stole maybe maybe 200,000 Ethereum, something like a huge number. And after it, the founder mm -hmm. of Ethereum and the, the, the committee, because Ethereum is, is more organized, like not like Bitcoin. So they say that now we have two choices. The first choice is we know that this is our fault and we can ignore this and continue with the blockchain. And we said, okay, whatever happened to this or someone stole it or it's a fault of the system, we will ignore it and we will continue. Or we can delete this transaction mm -hmm. and create another blockchain based on that blockchain and which will be a new fork. And here the community split. The community for Ethereum is split. Oh. Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. Ethereum Classic, these wow. people have the same, uh, uh, let's say, transaction. Even the, the, like the transaction have mm -hmm. some error. And these guys created mm -hmm. another coin and another blockchain. And they said, okay, this is our blockchain. This is our new rule. And we will stick with the people cannot edit a blockchain. And the Vitalik and the founder of Ethereum and the others said, no, this is our fault. And we will fix this transaction and we will retrieve this money for the other people through the new blockchain. And they deleted the transaction. So yeah it seems it can be happen but also yeah. it's a debate between is it legit now some people control the blockchain so yeah it's a debate a huge debate yeah it sounds very complicated uh, with all of the risks that are involved and now that we mentioned uh, we talk about uh, the bitcoin and ethereum and ethereum classic and I would like to introduce a very common topic that is commonly heard even among the, among the non-tech savvy community. And that is the concept of mining. Mm -hmm. Can you explain us, Hamza, what is mining and yeah. why is it so important? Yeah. Mining is a concept of um, like processing. Blockchain is a system, so it will work on, on a different nodes. So... There is no system that will work for free. 
you literally using processing power. So how you will generate this? So in blockchain, at least Bitcoin, uh, they created the concept of mining that you are giving your processing power from your device to the chain. You're giving your uh, uh, power to the chain. And this is what they call it the mining. But why should I mine? Why should I give my mining or my, my processing power? Here, it will yes. come with the fees. You will take some money from the blockchain. I will give you an example. Today, I will send you um, amount of money. Let's say that $3. If I will, okay, let's make it more. Let's say 100 Throw PayPal. <laughs> okay. And you will receive 92 you will receive 92. I send you 100. So Babel take 8%. And they're saying that, okay, this is our fees because you're using our uh -huh. system. And makes sense. Yes. In makes blockchain, sense. it's not 8%. It's 1%. And hmm. it will be like a competitive part for a payment gateway. So if I will send you an Ethereum with $100, I will pay less. So now I have to use blockchain because it's less. And what is like the 100, like for a, the 8% from PayPal, it's like a fees for the systems, fees for the employees, fees for everything. The blockchain, there is no fees, employees. There is no nothing. This 1% will yes. go for the people who will mine that transaction. When I mean mine, these people ah. try to put their power to make sure that trans this transaction will go through all the nodes and verify that this transaction is correct. And this is what the algorithms do. The algorithms in general, for example, the consensus algorithms that working inside the blockchain, this algorithm, the job for them is making sure the consistency for all nodes, they have this transaction and this transaction is mined and this is, transaction is correct. And this one percent, someone will take it. Not everyone knows. Sometimes you can mm -hmm. go through the, like the, all the mining and you will not get money. Sometimes happen in Bitcoin at least. And do you believe that it's taking a lot of time in general to to mine the transactions or the coins as they called it, or is or is something that it depends on the transaction? Yeah, actually, this is a funny because. Mining is a guessing. So I will try to describe what's happening in blockchain. Maybe it will be not clear, but I will try as much as I can. So okay. in blockchain, we have something called hash. And this hash, so you have a text, a transaction. It will generate a, like a hash number. And this number, the miners should have like another number and try to guess what is your number. And this process will take time. Sometimes it will take 10 minutes. Sometimes it will take one minute. And the first one, who will do it? It's a guessing. It's just guessing. It's not even some people mm -hmm. think solving some. No, no, it's not solving. It's guessing. It's a hash table. So it's just guessing. Is this is the correct number? No. Do another thing. Do another thing. So it depends on guessing. Sometimes you will guess it in one minute. Sometimes you guess it in 10 minutes. And the first one who will guess this oh, wow. will take this transaction, will put it, send it to everyone. 
that's it it sounds like a brute force attack or something like that yeah where you are just guessing yeah it's, it is it something is very like similar that. right yeah yeah and now so you mentioned uh, before about the 51% attack and also that there was an error in ethereum and this i think it's a, it's the biggest concern in the bank and this may be the reason why uh, cryptocurrencies are not so accepted uh, from the general public so there are like several concerns about the security mm -hmm. and my question now will be is it possible to hack a blockchain mm -hmm. to that someone will insert a intentionally an erroneous transaction or will try to edit a transaction mm -hmm. so if you if you have number of nodes like to to take the 51 percent yes it's possible if you have if you have fifth more than 50 percent from the nodes like control like you have a software that can control all these nodes you can and this yes. is the, the the a lot of people he, uh, fear about Bitcoin sometimes they're saying that okay if there is a country like China they have unlimited resources or something they can create a mining firm and they can create a software that con can control 51% of the, the blockchain Percent. so it seems that I will not say it's impossible but yeah it can be yeah and, and I believe that this is a, like a very controversial thing that is moving us that some people are like, they have the constant fear, but I, I believe that it's not, that it's not exactly so easy because as you said, yeah, you need to have China or, or something like that to be able to do it. I don't think a regular person will have that, yes. if, that those capabilities. Yes. And do you think that this technology can be used in other ways? Like for example, in the elections, because I mm -hmm. believe this is a, a great, Area, let's say a great area where I haven't seen anything related to blockchain and maybe I'm thinking that it could be a good option. Yeah, one of the examples in, in smart contract for, for Ethereum is voting and voting is amazing because this is, mm -hmm. this is like a best use case for, for using smart contract and using blockchain. Like you, you, you're using a system that cannot be... Um, cannot be controlled and you know that it's no one can hack this and yeah this is amazing for elections yeah it's a it's another use case probably and we'll probably see it in the future and yeah. now Hamza, i would like to introduce another concept from blockchain and that mm -hmm. is the concept of nonce mm -hmm. can you tell mm -hmm. us what is a nonce and mm -hmm. why is it so important yeah. Blockchain. So yeah, the nonce is uh, is related to the mining hashing. So the nonce is the thing that you try to guess. Like the nonce is the the thing that you're trying to guess to make sure that you will mine this transaction. So it's like um um it's a it's a string like we can call it like characters mix of characters like um, a string and you you combine this with with the transaction to try to guess what is the hash for this transaction. And after you will guess this, you will you will mine this and you will take the reward, the fees. And now maybe let's try to move to the part of the technical part because 
I, I know that maybe you, as you said, you're already a coder in this area. What are some programming languages that are common on it? Because for me, I have no idea. I'm a coder also, but for me, C-sharp, JavaScript, even Java, but I have no idea with what you are coding. Mm -hmm. So for, for blockchain application, we have two parts. We have the part of Solidity, and at least I'm, I'm talking about Ethereum. Solidity is the language that you can create smart contract, and smart contract is the... It's the back end, let's call it. It's the back end for system for blockchain, smart contract. And it's, uh, the programming language is Solidity. And it's familiar, it's similar like C, C++. So anyone knows C++ who can go to Solidity with two weeks, he can, he can master it. Uh, but also he have to have the, um, have to have the, um, uh, the concepts of in, inside uh, blockchain. Well, you understand what's mapping, accounting, like uh, at least understand the, the basics of blockchain. Uh, for other languages, you have we have library called Web3. It's ex existing Python, mm -hmm. existing JavaScript. So you can just start work with it. And Web3 is a connection between Solidity and uh, the front end. I see, I see. And now that, now that you mentioned the smart contracts and you mentioned that these are used basically for the backend or blockchain. Mm -hmm. In your personal experience, Hamza, what is the most difficult part of creating these smart contracts? Yeah, I guess smart contract in general, it's not, it's not easy to, to deal with it. Uh, the problem with the smart contracts is you cannot edit smart contracts when you released it to blockchain. And this is a problem for mm -hmm. software. So you have to create a perfect code from the first time. And this, this is not wow. like any, any software engineer will say like, what? Perfect code? There's yeah. no something called perfect code. You know that you will improve. This is the problem with smart contract. So smart contract, you have to create like an abstract view that don't have some details. And your details should be outside of it. So... Yeah, I, I feel like the hardest part is smart contract. Everything is easy. The hardest part is creating the smart contract. And especially for the smart contract, I can say that the part that you will you will save the information because the smart contract can be um, like um, developing a bad smart contract. It will hurt you in the long term. The transactions you will pay the, uh, the money for the transactions, the fees, based on how size the transaction. So you have to make sure that what do you want to save in the blockchain? You save long text, you will pay more. And this is stuff that yes. you will take it as a also, uh, some, some companies have like uh, jobs for uh, experts in this field, like you, we have the smart contract, make it better make us pay less money and this is the hardest part is optimization make this mm -hmm. smart contract is something for a production environment and do you think that there will be any way to automate this process because let's say in my case i'm mainly involved in the automation area and mm -hmm. everything in my case is automating like building chatbots building rpas this is what the kind of projects that i'm managing 
But do yeah. you think that there is any way to automate this? Because I am quite surprised that there is nothing like trying to do it and we are still trying to code it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for this, this is the question also about the CMS, like uh, the drag drop CMS that you, you find it in the web. A lot of people have debates. If we have this, why we are need people to develop websites? The same, field, the same question can be asked. If we have some people who already automate smart contract, I think this is, this is not, there is always some way to add the human element inside this. There is always some way that you can improve. I believe that in a smart contract, especially because it's also like a a huge field, you need to think about it as a, uh, it's something can be improved. I believe that there is some people already created like a, a, a way that you can drag drop some stuff and it will work. But I don't believe that this is the best way. You need always some engineer that who will see the stuff. And uh, people will work with this. They will realize that this is the hardest part. This is what make senior engineer and super expert senior engineer. Like this is this is the part of it, I guess. Yes. And do you know if any of the cloud service providers? are actually offering any anything related to blockchain nowadays, yeah. like this kind of automis, automations that were mentioned? Um, automation part, no. But in general, IBM is the most uh, like IBM, corporate yeah. that they have a blockchain application. They have, they have something called uh, Hyperledger. Um, not they have it, but they are the best contributor for, for this um, for this let's say, um, institution, and they're creating several projects for corporates based on blockchain. Uh, for example, Hyperledger, Aroha, like it's a private blockchain for corporates. You can save, there is no nodes, but this is like, you can deploy it on your own network and it's a blockchain application. They have everything related to blockchain. And this is also another part of private blockchain or corporate blockchain. So yeah, there is a lot of company that they are developing and they're main, putting their own resources in this. And now that you mentioned that there are different kind of blockchains like public blockchain, private blockchain, can you tell us a little bit the difference among them or there is, because mm-hmm. let's say, I know that Bitcoin and Ethereum, they are mainly public blockchains, but yeah. it's very different, I will say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So private blockchain is something that you will deploy it on your own network. So you, you will deploy this on your own um, infrastructure. Public blockchain is accessible by anyone. Private blockchain is accessible by permission. So you need to have permission to enter this private blockchain. Um, you can say that public blockchain is have a coin, have some transaction fees, have, like, have this stuff that is based on the community. Private blockchain, we don't have that. There's no coin, there's no tokens, that you, you just have system operated on the blockchain and it's hosted in a place. So uh, like you can t- think about it as um, this is a, a software for everyone and this is software for a specific number of people. This is a software, it's a free, anyone can access it. This is a software accessed by the, like several people. This is a so- software that you need to pay uh, uh, to money to use it and take from it and this you need a permission 
to enter and, and do the stuff inside. And now let's talk about a practical case, mm -hmm. uh, Hamza. Mm -hmm. Let's put that the scenario that, let's say that I have a startup and I have a project which requires the use of my own blockchain. Mm -hmm. What will be the right procedure to go on with it? How can I uh, ensure that my project that uses blockchain will be developed? Mm -hmm. So if, if it's, first of all, you need to decide if it's a public blockchain or private and after public you will go with ethereum because this is one of the at least top uh, environment that's still working now and you know you need mm -hmm. to know that any transaction on the blockchain saving transaction on blockchain that you will pay for it so you need to make sure that this is the use case that you 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 need to in general you need to think about uh for this is for a public blockchain You, you need to think about that. Yes. You need an infrastructure to deal with this. For example, you need to install uh, a wallet extension. You need to install wallet mm -hmm. extension to your browser, like MetaMask, for example. From MetaMask, you can access blockchain. You can access and save money because you need to pay from something. Where do you need to pay? You need to pay from MetaMask because you have a wallet. So you have to think about yes. why I need blockchain, why I need to save this uh, stuff in blockchain. And you know that you will pay like 30 cents for each transaction. So you need to make sure that is my user will, will, uh, will uh, pay some, some, some of these fee fees or I should pay. Mm -hmm. Private blockchain, yes. no. There is no fees. There is nothing. You just go with, for example, Hyperledger, Aroha or one of, The, the other projects and you can take this and install the environment deploy it on your network and give the people an access and tell them that if you want to create an access I will create these users and this user is yours this user is yours and it's a regular software and in your opinion let's say um, because you more or less spoke about about the money or the transaction cost I'm wondering Where do you think the cryptocurrencies get their cost, their value? Because let's say when you validate any other currency, let's say the euro, you compare it with the dollar yeah. or something else. But really it's like, for me, it's like, but there is no gold behind. There is no fruits behind. There are no mangoes or anything behind. It's like, how do we, how do we value it? Yeah. So it, it, this thing will back our, for uh, 2000 nine or 2011 or 10 i'm not sure when a guy uh, won't have like 200 bitcoin and he put it on, on a reddit on a reddit subreddit he said that if someone uh, order me two big pizza with each one is 10 dollars, i will give him 200 bitcoin and this is the initial value of a bitcoin imagine this guy now is crying for these 200 Bitcoin now he just eats a pizza for $20. So imagine yeah. this is the first value for Bitcoin. And from this, we have the other values. Uh, why the cryptocurrency is based on Bitcoin? Because people who bought Bitcoin in the beginning, if you want to buy another cryptocurrency, you have to pay in Bitcoin. 
So it seems that all cryptocurrencies taking the value from the original cryptocurrency that is Bitcoin. Ethereum is smart and Vitalik Buterin, the, the guy that um, uh, founded Ethereum is very smart. He didn't, that, he didn't say that guys buy Ethereum. He created a product called Ethereum EVM and you create your smart contract, but you need to buy it in Ethereum. So he created a product that if you want to use it, you will pay with my money and you need to pay it oh. in, in Ethereum. So he created the platform and people, if you want to use this platform, you need to pay in Ethereum. How can I buy Ethereum? Go and buy Ethereum using Bitcoin, using dollar, using anything. So the value of the Bitcoin coming from the value of the people who saying that this thing worth uh, like this much. But also this is another problem. No one decide how much Bitcoin is. And this is also a, a problem. This, this make this coin can be 1 million or 200,000 or something. Maybe 1,000. What is the specific number for Bitcoin? So it's based on the people. The price for the cryptocurrencies is based on the people. Imagine that me and you want to do something uh, like a transaction between me and you. I want to sell you something. And I will tell you, okay, I'm not receiving dollars. I'm receiving um, uh, like whatever coin. And you told me like, I don't have this coin. I, I will tell you like, go on to this website and buy this coin by your dollars and send me this coin. So it seems that this coin take the value from my uh, perspective. And I made you like choose that, that coin and send it to me. So it seems that the people decide which uh, currency had a value and based mm -hmm. also on, on the success of the project, based on maybe Bitcoin, Ethereum, they already did it and the others trying to emulate the, the part. Bitcoin is the first and the biggest and the others just mm -hmm. try to emulate this. Yes, and besides the difference in the value, Hamza, what are the differences in terms of technology between Bitcoin and Ethereum? Mm -hmm. So Bitcoin is um, Bitcoin is the first blockchain, and when we say first blockchain, is they introduce the the concept of smart contract, but it's not mm -hmm. programmable smart contract. It's um, they said okay. You send money, A send money to B, and B send money to C. That's it. In Bitcoin blockchain, you're sending money to each other. Okay. So yes. in Ethereum, they introduced the new topic that they said, okay, let's create a programmable transaction. And this is, we call it smart contract. And inside the smart contract, mm -hmm. I allow you to put conditions if you but like if someone did this, you will send him this, like this transaction. So it seems that you can create like a huge amount of transactions. For example, if you send me uh, one, e uh, one ether and, and I approve and another person approved and that's, I will send you this. This is a smart contract. And if you start interacting with it, 
in the end there's a transaction will go in bitcoin this is exists mm -hmm. but it's not a programmable you cannot develop this uh, bitcoin okay but in ethereum in smart contract you can do that so you create a smart contract that say that okay if you send me this qr code i will give you one ether and mm -hmm. using this smart contract i can deploy it on the network and now you have a, a you you don't have a transaction but you have a programmable transaction if you do this i will give you this so this is like the main concept that you can uh, difference between bitcoin and ethereum in 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 let's say in the architecture way and as a as a developer how how to deal with both of them and as as you said now the smart contract is starting ethereum and mm -hmm. Is this part of every other new blockchain technologies or every other concept? But I mean, in the, from the program, programmability perspective, because you said that the most important is to create this part. But for mm -hmm. example, let's say that you create the Hamza coin. You mm -hmm. will have, you will, this will be something new or it's something that it will stick that, like, as you said, in Bitcoin. Yeah. So actually, there is Hamza coin I created in one of my yeah, my uh, courses. Really? So yeah, <laughs> but it's, nice. uh, it's just like an example for talking. But um, yeah, it's funny because maybe I will put it in ICO and see if people will buy this. But why should buy? Why why they should buy this? But in general, so all the coins <laughs> that created based on Ethereum, it's related to Ethereum. So you cannot create something based on Bitcoin. Some people try actually to, to create, to fix some stuff inside Bitcoin and created another coin. For example, we have Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash is a fork from Bitcoin. And we have some uh, new, I guess it's new NEU maybe, another fork from Bitcoin, but it's um, uh, secured. Like you cannot see the transactions. So there's some people who took the original code and modify it in ethereum we can mm -hmm. create tokens and these tokens are a coin it's a literally coin that you can save it in a metamask you can send it to people and everything and uh, it's based on ethereum so if you want to buy this coin you can put some ethereum and you will buy this coin and this is how ico work ico you will create a coin for example you create 1 million or 18 million and you will say that, okay, mm -hmm. I have 18 million coin and I will sell, for example, 50% from these for the people with this amount of money. And you create okay. uh, a system to sell this. And after it, you will take the money and uh, you will create a product and you will send the people. Now your coin is evaluating inside this product. So your own from this product, like 1%, 2%. And imagine this product is one billion company, like one billion evaluation company. So it seems that it's something like that for, for the tokens. So li literally in Ethereum, you can create your own token. I don't know. In I have one, one of videos that I'm, I'm demonstrating this. It's very, very easy. You just create, like you will take a code. You replace the name, mm -hmm. with the name of the token. You replace the symbol of the, the token itself. And you create how much token that you want. And you just create and that's it. This is now you have your own token. You can sell it and people can buy it. We'll be looking forward for the ICO of Hamza coin. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to invest in it. Yeah. <laughs> now Hamza, um, mm -hmm. 
I would like to talk about a bit uh, of your experience as a developer. And I would like to start by asking you, what tools do you use to develop for blockchain? You mentioned about Solidity as a programming language, but do you need a server? Or, and how do you emulate the several nodes that you need in a distributed app? Yeah, so the, the, thing, the thing about Solidity is very easy because you can actually install the environment and you can work in environment online. There is an IDE called Remix. Remix Ethereum.org. Mm -hmm. This is a free uh, IDE that you can literally develop and deploy, like not just develop, de uh, develop, compile and deploy, uh, deploy to the main network mm -hmm. only on browser. So you don't need to install anything. Remix.ethereum.org. Wow. So yeah, this is why Solidity is amazing because you don't need environment. You just need to know some C++ and you just start learning and after it you can develop some smart contract. So it's easy to, to get involved as a developer, at least from the Solidity bar. And if, for example, Edgar or I or any part, any let's say anyone who is listening to us would like to start even today, what will be the first steps? Maybe you can suggest your trainings, but maybe you know, let's say, what should we do today, for example? Okay. So first of all, I prefer to have some background in, in any language. C++ is good. Python is good. Um, mm -hmm. You can start with Solidity documentation. Solidity documentation is very, very easy. There is a lot of examples. In smart contract, you're not creating. You're copy, pasting, and you modify, and you understand mm -hmm. what's happening. Smart contract is like a structured template language You uh, in, in Solidity. Smart contract is templates. For example, today you would think mm -hmm. about creating a real estate smart contract. You can find maybe three or four people who already created the best smart contract because most of the smart contract stuff are, are, are open source. Even for the big companies, they're putting it as open source to people to believe them that they have this smart contract. So you can just start with solidity documentation, remix.ethereum.org. And I believe that anyone have any knowledge in C++, at least as a basic, you can start with it today. Perfect. Just to summarize, you mentioned that we need some understanding, some basics of C++ as a programming language, or maybe Python as well. Mm -hmm. We can start by reading the Solidity documentation, and we can actually use a copy-paste of the smart contracts. You can just modify them a bit. We have to understand overall how the structured template language works. Yes. And now, now Hamza, uh, this is the last part of our interview for today. And we would like to know about the future. How is this going to look like? And my mm -hmm. third question will be to related to something we already talked about. Federico mm -hmm. mentioned a while ago that it seems possible that in the future we'll have um, elections in Bitcoin. And I would like to ask uh, an, expert, an expert such as you are, Hamza, what do you think about it? Would it be safe to use blockchain to empower our elections? And is that even a real possibility in the next decade, let's say? Mm -hmm. So I believe yes. I believe yes. But also there is several um, systems that already created an election I will not say better than blockchain, but um, it's legit. It's legit systems. So if you want to provide something to cover election, you're not 
you're not even with a blockchain you you have to provide um, more than the the security part you have to provide maybe more than the the that you, you need to performance wise um for example if you want to do a transaction in blockchain you have to pay money so yes who will pay this money the admin or the people mm -hmm. who want to vote or like what kind of uh, transactions and also we're talking about million transactions like in 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 in, in elections so the I, I i guess i guess the people in the government should do some uh like some literature review at least for the people who try to create this kind of systems because these systems have a lot of um let's call it a lot of um issues issues related to the system itself i believe that in 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 several countries they are trying to implement this but also there is there is some problems um but for me i believe that yeah you can you can develop something through blockchain and it can work but uh, you need to ask yourself that is it a public blockchain or a private and if it's public you will go with the question that okay so it's public so anyone will do any transaction will pay money will pay money for who for ethereum so ethereum is like a, the company that will at least they will get a lot of money because of that and um, the miners that working for ethereum they will get money so there is a money that it will be paid it, it will be asked as a question another question can be asked okay let's do it a private in a private okay how can i make sure that this system is not will go, will not go down because it's a centralized system okay it's a private blockchain mm -hmm. but it's not it's a no cloud server there is a server in whatever yes. like uh, premises in in any company that there is a server that or oh, ca catch this this system so there are several questions that can be asked but if i will take it in a um, small small elections elections that have like students uh, union elections will be perfect to 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 do this mm. but not, not like a presidential election or parliament or something i guess we need to do more research about this before that and in and in your perspective let's say in the next 10 years how do you see the future of blockchain will you stick mm -hmm. to these technologies or do you have another secret technology that you're working in russia that mm -hmm. will move to an, a, a newer blockchain that we have no idea about the name yeah so for 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 that i guess i guess in 2018, when I have the same question for, uh, I got uh, I got asked uh, the same question by some people, and I told them that you know in 2022 maybe there is something, and uh, I was saying that I will not work with this technology. Even I, I know that this stuff from 2018, and I said that I will not mm -hmm. produce any programming web uh, programming blockchain until I will believe that I can get a lot of money from this. And now I put the the, um, the new course on online on Udemy because uh, now yeah I can say that I, I got some money from this 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 thing so I believe that yeah blockchain have have um, blockchain or decentralized application have a use case in the future I don't believe that it's now I don't believe that we are dealing with the best 
performance. We are dealing with a prototype, and this prototype will still going on some development. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess in the future, I cannot say one year, two year, three year, four. But it seems that in the future we will have a lot of decentralized application will reply will replace some decentralized application, but not everything. Yes, these these are some very interesting predictions. And my last prediction that I that I would like to ask from you, Hamza, is how do you see the future of cryptocurrencies? Mm -hmm. So, at least Bitcoin is a risky investment. I believe that cryptocurrencies, there's some of them will disappear and some of them will mm. stay. But at least the biggest three, four, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, maybe XRB, like the, the, the Ripple coin, maybe IOTA. There's some companies that already created the products these guys will stay, mm -hmm. at least they will stay, and we will see them. But I don't believe that if you go and buy and the price will go down, this is not a prediction for cryptocurrency because I hate prediction for, for these guys. But I'm saying in the product side, they have something. They have already something yes. that's proven. They have working prototype. They have stuff that they're already running on, on this. So I believe that these guys will stay. But there is a lot of scams in coin market cap. So there is a lot of scams. I don't believe all cryptocurrency will stay. Some of them will disappear. Some of them are already scams. Some are, some of them are already promises. They're promising that yes. we will solve this and we will change the world. Everyone will want to change the world. But like, give me something. And this is the problem of cryptocurrencies. It's just promises. And I don't believe promises. Mm -hmm. I believe products that you can see and evaluate. That's a really smart approach, I have to say. And just to summarize the predictions that we have heard today, first, regarding elections, there is, yes, there's definitely a possibility that blockchain can be used for election. However, we might need to run some pilot tests before, probably in some student elections or something like very small, because there are still some issues that need to be solved regarding if it is whether a private or a public blockchain. Yes. Second, the decentralized applications will replace some centralized applications. And third, regarding cryptocurrency, some of the cryptocurrencies will disappear because there's are just promises, probably even scams are out there in the market. And the ones that will persist in the future are those do, that have a real product. Thank you very much for these predictions, Hamza. Do you have any last words for our audience? Okay, so in general, for the people that who want to get in, into this uh, field, I don't prefer to go with the cryptocurrency stuff. So I believe that mm -hmm. anyone who wants to even invest in cryptocurrency, you should read about the, the projects and you should understand technologies. And when he read the white paper, he should understand at least 30% of it. So I agree with with the um, educated uh, uh, investor, not like investor based on the hype. Um, for, for cryptocurrencies, don't enter unless you understand what's blockchain. Uh, 
for the people who want to learn, there is a lot, a lot of free content, at least in English. I will talk about English. There yes. is a lot of people who already educating people for free on, on, on YouTube. And they are doing this as a marketing tool, but no problem that this is a good content. So you should go and see it. So I believe that if you want to educate yourself about this technology, go YouTube is a great place to start. Uh, don't go with the cryptocurrencies hypes. Uh, don't even listen to at least, um, at least maybe people like us saying that this is a good technology. Go and read and discover by yourself. And yeah, just read. I agree with your recommendation to not to go the trends, educate ourselves and make sure that we become educated investors and educated in, in general in the technology. Yes. Thanks for your participation, Hamza. We really Good appreciate your time and all of the knowledge and the information that you have shared with us. We are cyber prophets and Federico, any last words? Thank you very much, Hamza. And Thank you for everything that you share with us. I believe that you are already doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good luck. I agree with Federico. We are cyber prophets prophesizing the future of IT. See you on the next episode. Bye.